and welcome to Sidman United Methodist Church, and welcome to the live stream if you are joining us online. Um, please stand if you are able and join in the hymn of trust, the old rugged cross, number 186, um, in the hymnal, or the words will be on the screen. are on the back of your bulletin or on the screen. Next Sunday is the circuit rider service. Um, so for Sidman, that will be at 11 a.m. with a covered dish dinner following the service under the pavilion. Um, and 
If you look for the charge, today is the anointing of oil and special prayers for leaving the United Methodist Church and joining the Global Methodist Church. And there are details about next Sunday, the circuit rider service. We start at 9 a.m. at Dunlow, then 10 a.m. at Beaverdale, and then 11 a.m. at Sidman, followed by a cover dish. Are there any other announcements? The flea market will be on the 12th, so if we can get help primarily at 1 o'clock to pack stuff up that doesn't sell, and Friday the 11th at 3, 3.30 to set up. Uh, the yard sale will be on the 12th, if you didn't hear that. Um, so if you can, are available either Friday, the day before, to help set stuff up at 3 or 3.30, or the day of the yard sale at about 1 o'clock to help clean up the things that didn't sell, that would be much appreciated. Um, if you have anything that you are not using um, and you would like to donate it to the yard sale, the garage is open. And baked goods. Oh, and baked goods. Oh, that's important. That's the best part. Um, we need baked goods to sell there as well. And also for next week, if you have a covered dish, just take, take with you to demo, and Paul and I will pick, meet you there. We'll just pick it up from everybody there, and we'll bring it here, and everything will be ready when we get back here. Perfect. And if you didn't sign up for something and you still want to, there's a sign up on the back. Just do that today, and then we know what's what. Sign up on the back table for covered dish, and. Annette and Paul will take that um, from Dunlow to here and have it all set up. Wow, that's that service right there. Oh, no, you, you and your dad are setting it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any announcements? All right, if there are none, please um, greet those around you with the love of Christ. Affirmation of Faith, Psalm 105, 1 through 11. In your Bibles, it is on page 518 to 519, or the words are on the screen. We will read this responsibly. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and to strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. Um, please be seated, and I don't think we have any children for the children's message today. Um, so we will go into praise and prayers. All that time I spent preparing for children's message and nobody's here. Ha! Let us pray. <laughs> we say goodbye today to our 55-year-old relationship with the United Methodists. We take with us many fond memories and many meaningful relationships. We thank you for giving us this opportunity to worship with all the people that have crossed our paths. We leave wishing those we are separating from the very best. We hold no grudges against them or the United Methodist Church. As we start our new journey with the Methodist Church, the only thing new is the name. We still hold true to the word of God that's found in the Bible. We stand firm in our belief in God's word, and we ask for your blessings as we continue on our spiritual journey. We gather this morning and in your presence to raise our voices to you in an attempt to bring to your attention our concerns. We offer prayers for the well-being and safety for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. 
We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth and continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who have lost their way, for them to see the light on their waywardness so they may be saved before it's too late. We ask for forgiveness for our going astray and for choosing your way, by choosing our way over your way. We ask for travel mercy for all those families that are traveling throughout the summer, summertime. We ask that they be protected on their trip to their destination and their trip back home. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the law enforcement, military, especially our First Lieutenant Carl Smith, firefighters and responders, EMTs. We pray for the well-being of those we see being left behind on their spiritual walk. We pray that one day they see the light of the Word of God. Now if there was a name that had come to the spirits or hearts of the people while we were praying, let them say those names out loud now. Dear Lord, let us spend a, a, a few moments in silent prayer, not us talking to you, but the listening for you to talk to us. So let us spend a few moments in silent prayer.
and I'm, I'm not anointing you to have good hands when you tear off the logo off my robe and put a new one on. But I do anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless you. May he be with you always to relieve you of uh, any struggles that you're going through, any pain that you may be receiving. Just ask him and he'll take care of it for you. Thank you. Now I'd like Linda and Denton to come forward. These are uh, the representatives who are going to turn over the ransom money we have. I shouldn't say that, we're on the internet. Uh, for uh, the, uh, the money that we owe the Methodist Church. So you own this property as of noon on Tuesday. All of this, all of this, this, the annex, the, the parsonage, is, is going to be your property. And it will remain your property now. So these are the two. We need some uh, security because they're carrying a $16,000 check with them. So anybody who'd like to ride home with them and spend the night in their house until Tuesday morning, uh, feel free to, uh, to, to volunteer. But we, they're the two who've been getting everything together for us to turn over. Uh, they wanted everything, so we've given them everything. Even the kitchen sink from over there, I think they took that out and we're gonna give that to them on Tuesday. So we thank them for the work. This has been going on for months now, of going through the records, through the filing cabinets over there and picking out what we really need to give to the United Methodist Church and what we don't need to, uh, 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 to give. Uh, we even found a, uh, there was one marriage that I've done here, so I found the certificate that goes, and uh, I only have records for two of the funerals because of the clergy record that they give you. So we're presenting copies of them to that. They have copies of the maps. Not the originals, they have copies of them. The originals are in the lawyer's office. So we're still, we, we thank you for, the congregation thanks you for doing all, all this work. And I found out yesterday with a conversation that Denton had a father. Do people know that? I didn't know that, he had a father. Yeah, how about that? That went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> so I anoint you in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior, God the Father, and God, the Holy Spirit. And thank you for your there on your hand. In the name of the Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit. And we'll, we'll, I'll be there at Tuesday, and I'm sure the prayers of the people of the congregation will, will be there. Uh, we've already agreed that they, if, they, if, they, if they don't, if we haven't given them everything and they need us to leave one person behind, Linda said she'll stay behind. So we don't know when we'll get her back. So you better say goodbye to her today because we might never see her, see her again. So best of luck to you on, on Tuesday. I'll, I'll be there to offer encouragement and, uh, and help protect with the, uh, with the money. Okay? Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's not an easy job going through all the records. As you, some of these records, the deed went back to 1909. And the records, how, how old were some of the records? Were they back to 1909? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, a, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. And we have to give it to them on, uh, on, on, on Tuesday. We're there with the other two churches. Sidman and Beaverdale and Dunlow all meet there at 11 o'clock to 11.50 to give them all the information they want and the $45,000, $46,000 from all three churches that we're giving to them to buy our land back, your land back. Uh, any questions about the things taking place on Tuesday? Okay, then let's, uh, let's go on. Please stand if you are able and join in the hymn of grace. It is well with my soul, number 493 in the hymnal, or the words will be on the screen.
Was that the fourth verse? It was? Oh, because I sang the third verse. Please be seated. I try to keep track with my fingers what first world. Okay, well, let's see. Would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings. Gracious, merciful God in heaven, we thank you to be able to gather on this last, this fifth Sunday of the month of July in order to read your psalms, uh, to hear your word, and to sing your hymns. We thank you. We thank you for this, dear Lord. And we ask that you accept these tithes and gifts and offerings that have been given by the members of this congregation to help support the, the church here in Sydney and with spreading your word throughout the area. We pray all of us in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. Amen. You may take your seat. Don't take them far, though, with the... Oh, oh, speaking of seats, remember, next week, we're just the Methodist, Sydney Methodist Church. So we want everybody to have a different seat next week. We're starting off something new, okay? You've sat in these seats for 55 years as United Methodists. Now we want you to change your seats and start off with a new seating place as the Methodist Church, as Methodists, uh, for, next, for next week. And there'll be other people here. Remember, the, uh, the other people from the other three churches will be, uh, will be attending. So our reading for today... I was thinking uh, uh, last Sunday and Monday, it was like, what can I, I, what, what's an appropriate topic to preach on for our final Sunday in the United Methodist Church? And I came up with one of Jesus' final discourse that was found on John 16, verse uh, 30 through 33. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe? Jesus replied. A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will, not, you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this, I, I call this a what we can learn, what we learn from adversity. Because we've gone through adversity for the last. It was first brought to your attention at the end of October. And uh, believe, it, believe it or not, there were uh, uh, churches, representatives 
who uh, attended the annual conference up in Erie who knew nothing about this issue. Nothing was presented to him. Nothing at all. So uh, they will remain. Uh, we have three churches in the in the Forest Hills Ministerium. Two of them are independent: Salix and Mount Hope. Mount Hope is now the community church. Mount Hope Community Church, and Wesleyan. That's where the people who left here went to. They went to Wesleyan and Southwark. The red church, the white church. I forget the color of. You know which one? Which one? I, white, the white, red, red, the red church. That, that's where they, they went to. They, they, uh, some, the district superintendent could not get a pastor to serve there. There weren't any. Nor were there uh, uh, lay speakers that he could get to occupy. So he called Dawn, who was the pastor, who was leaving because they were not going to disaffiliate, so she was leaving. And, and she's agreed to stay on, but just to fill the pulpit. She's not their pastor anymore. She'll be there every Sunday to preach, but she's not their, not their, their pastor. She, she's, quite, I better not say it because of the internet. Uh, come, come to Beaverdale or Sidman and you'll hear me uh, say, it, say it there. Uh, because I, it's, it's a reflection, it's a very good reflection on her, but I don't want to share it on the, uh, on the World Wide Web. So I was wondering what could be preached on the last Sunday of our relationship with the United Methodist Church. What I've chosen are the words from one of the last talks that Jesus had with his disciples. When trials come, we sometimes act as if God, as if God is on vacation. You two are related? I can see the family resemblance now with, the, uh, with, with that. So we question God. Why is this happening to me or us? What did I do to deserve this? Where am I going through this difficult circumstances? Why? Why, why, why? What's wrong with you, God? But such complaining is short-sighted and wrong. Who are we to say he's wrong? or tell him what he ought to be doing. As God reminded Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? That's Job 38, verse 4. Such complaining also shows a lack of faith. We are doubting God's wisdom and his love for us. Read the promises of Scripture for the answer. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulations, troubles, tribulations. He didn't say that you could have tribulations, or that if you aren't a good person, tribulation will come your way. No, he flatly stated that you will have tribulations, troubles. It's as certain as growing older. Now, is anybody here who doesn't grow older? Uh, 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 uh. I'm reminded, well, I went to the doctor on Thursday, and uh, he kept calling me uh, uh, old. And I said, do you have to call me that doctor? And he said, well, how about uh, 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 aging? Uh, no, I don't like that either. How about the twilight of your life? Oh, I like that one. So now he calls me, I'm in the twilight of my, of my life. Gee, thanks a lot, doctor. <laughs> but the wonderful promise of Christ is that while you have trials and tribulations, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Not me, Christ has overcome the world. The typical view of the Christian life is that it means being delivered from all adversity. And it doesn't mean that at all. No. But it actually means being delivered in adversity. Which is something very different. If you are a child of God, you will certainly encounter adversity. But Jesus said you should not be surprised when they come. 
Shouldn't be a surprise when adversity comes. We've been dealing dealing with this issue since 1972. But it finally came comes to a head on Tuesday, between 11 and 11:50. But in the end, nothing will change other than you own the property now. The property is in your name. We've established a new identity. We have a new tax number. We have a new employer, EIN, employer identification number. We're all set up for when the separation takes place. The only thing they're going to give us Tuesday is a quit, 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 quit deed, releasing them from the, owning the property. That's what we get from them. And maybe a thank you. I don't know. Uh, just think of what some of the big churches uh, Mount Hope, uh, 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 the one in the, where I used to go for uh, Hebrew class, uh, Randy Baines Church, Oakland. Oakland, Oakland United Methodist Church. Think of how much money they're giving. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think, that they're that they're giving with one one check. Whew. He needs more protection than you're going to need. Uh, you need need protection. I'll be over after I'm done at sitting and uh, have some iced tea, a nice place, nice cool place for me to sleep, spend the night, okay? And I'll, I'll protect you from uh, people looking to get the money. In the world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, because I, Christ, has overcome the world. He has, by his resurrection. He's overcome the, the nastiness, the darkness, the sin that permeated the, the world. And you're a believer. Or, well, I can't say, or, or you wouldn't be here today. I can't say that. I mean, I could say that, but I don't know. You might be here because it's a, a habit to be here on a, on a Sunday morning. I don't know. We do have some uh, visitors. It's the first time we've had uh, uh, one, two, three, four. Is that a visitor back there? I've seen, I've seen, I've seen your face before. Did you come to one of the other two churches, Beaverdale or Dunlow? No, I usually work Sundays, but I'm off. You usually work Sundays. Join the crowd. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I have to work every Sunday. Luckily, I don't have to prepare a children's message every Sunday. But when I do, and no children are here, <laughs> I had my keys and the Bible all, all, all set. I was going to give them my keys and, and then tell them that, uh, now I want you to get in my car, drive it to my house, to the parsonage, prepare dinner, do the laundry, and have everything ready by the time I get home at, at 12.30 or around, around that time. Okay? Here are my keys. They're yours. Now, here, here, you hold the Bible. Now, this is just to show you that God won't ask you to do things that you can't do. You can't do that drive my car home. You may want to, but you can't drive my car home and prepare my meal and do the laundry and all that sort of, uh, uh, sort of stuff. But you can hold the Bible. God will let you do that. And you're always welcome. God always welcomes you. The disciples, then I was going to read Matthew 10, 31 to 33, I think it is. And Mark, uh, people were letting children come to Jesus, and the disciples tried to stop it. No, 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 get away, you can't do that. And Jesus said, no, let the children come, because you need to, you need to have the attitude that children have in order to get into heaven. And that was going to be the uh, uh, children's message. So now it's the adults' uh, uh, message. I'm just getting warmed up because I have to do it at uh, Dunlop. Now I've gone through it once. He's saying there is nothing for you to fear. Jesus is saying there's nothing for you to fear. God does not give us overcoming life. He gives us life as we overcome. Hmm? The strain of life is what builds our strength. If there is no strain, there will be no strength. 
Are you asking God to give you life, liberty, life, liberty, and joy? I was going to say life, liberty, and living. That's on Sunday nights. Life, liberty, and joy? He cannot unless you are willing to accept the strain. We all know, I've talked about it many times, it's not easy to be a Christian. There, there are a, a burdens that are put upon us. But we are to give those burdens to Christ and he'll make our load easier. But just because we're a Christian doesn't mean we're not, you know, we're going to run through life carefree and have no uh, problems, no worries, no, nothing like that. Because we're a Christian? No, but the way we handle them is different than the non-believers, the people who don't have God in their life. Overcoming your own lack of confidence is to take the first step. Then God will give you nourishment. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life. Revelations 2, verse 7. If you completely give of yourself physically, you become exalted. 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 It still doesn't sound right. Tired. There we go. <laughs> if you completely, if, but when you give of yourself spiritually, you get more strength. Your strength increases as you give yourself spiritually to God. To Jesus Christ. Now you've shown that. Ever since we took that first vote in November, the first Sunday in November of 2022, you have shown that in all the votes that had to be taken for this, for that, for this, for that, had to be taken, you took it. You increased, you increased your, your faith because it was all had nothing to do with money. I never brought up money. Never. It all had to do with your faith. And you increased your faith. You should be aware of that. You all have increased your faith by this step that we're going to be taking. I want everybody on noon, no matter where they are, to take a big step forward. Wherever you are, take one big step forward. Because that's what we're doing. God never gives us strength for tomorrow or for the next hour, but only for the strain of the moment. The moment that we are in is where God comes to us. Listen for him. Listen for his instructions. This is a nice, quiet place other than me talking. We spend more time talking to God than we do listening to God. We need to listen more to what God is telling us. Is it easy to do? No. Car radios, radios at home, TVs are on, children, uh, you know, uh, the other spouse. What did I say? I was funny that time, Jim. Children? No, the other spouse. Oh, the other spouse. <laughs> Somebody took a took a vacation, and the the, the, the spouse, the, the wife stayed home, and the husband went somewhere for a week or two. And I said, "Well, you probably enjoyed that, didn't you? He had, you know, he wasn't around." No, I didn't. No, I didn't like it at all. Now I've gotten used to that because I've lived alone for the last since 1982, since I moved out here to western Pennsylvania. But I must, I must say, where I moved to, at least there were people and businesses around. Now I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I'm in Dunlow. You know, nothing takes place in Dunlow except track collection on Thursday. Thursday morning. Other than the bar down at the, uh, at, at the bottom, the uh, Slavic, Slovak Club. That, other than that, the, there's a post office there, but it closes at noon. Uh, you know, there's nothing, nothing going on there. Nothing. So it's like, I, I think I was, I was sent out here so I could be in that solitude to hear God talk to me. 
What he wants to talk to me about, I don't know. But he does talk to me sometimes. He talks to me when I'm preparing these, uh, these sermons. Uh, you know, don't say that, say this, uh, change that word here. Uh, you're going to lose him when you say that word. Discourse. That was the word I was fighting with. What do I say? Other Discord. Oh, everybody's going to fall asleep when I say that. And that was like the fifth or sixth word I was going to say. So I had to change it to talk. You know what I mean when I say he had to talk with his disciples. Not that he had a discourse with his disciples. What in the world does that mean? Oh, my goodness. Well, that's how God talk, talks to me. Our temptation is to face adversaries adversities from the standpoint of our own common sense. But a saint can be of good cheer even when seemingly defeated by adversities because victory is, is impossible to everyone except God. We think that we'll get through. We'll get, we'll get through this. We'll get through this. Yeah, we'll get through Okay. Uh, or or you, you have a certain problem and uh, uh, oh, I've done this, I've done that, I've gone here, I've seen that person, I've talked to this person, I've done this, I've done that. And then somebody will say, did you ever think about praying? <laughs> oh, I never thought about praying. Jeez, you whiz. That should have been the first thing I did. When I went back to the doctor Thursday, I told him about the problem I had with my hip when I had to miss that, that one, one Sunday because I was in severe pain. And on Tuesday night, I prayed to the Lord. I said, God, you've got to do something about this pain. I can't take it any longer. It left the next day. I'm not sure what the doctor thought, but it left the next day. There was no pain there. The physical therapist, even when I was in pain, couldn't reproduce the pain that I was in. But it was gone the next day. And the day before that, I prayed to God and said, please, you have to do... I didn't ask him to take the pain away. I said, you have to do something with this. I can't put up with this anymore. Because I, I had to walk like this. That Somebody had to drive me around on, on Tuesday. I was afraid to drive, to drive my car. The, the, the unfortunate thing about when it took place is it was the day before I was supposed to leave to go to Erie to attend the conference with the all-powerful vote that was going to take place on Wednesday night. Oh, it was a big, 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 big thing. It went from 4.05 to 5 o'clock, then it was done. And every single district had 95% approval and 5% disapproval. And uh, who had the most? Con not Connellsville. Connellsville was in the... Indiana. Indiana had 80 churches who disaffiliated. Then came Johnstown. Then came Connellsville. Pittsburgh had two. So 42% of the churches in western Pennsylvania have, have disaffiliated with the United, United Methodist Church. And that all takes place for us. Johnstown District takes place Tuesday. The Board of Trustees comes down and takes everything away from us. Then they have an armored car and they drive all the checks back to, uh, to uh, Cranberry and deposit them in, a, uh, in somebody's back porch, which is, which is hormetically sealed. Anybody know where that phrase came from, hormetically sealed? Johnny Carson, that's right, Karnak. Ed McMahon would say, hold them up in there, they've been hormetically sealed on the back porch of Punk and Wagner. Now I present to you Karnak. And out would come Johnny, Johnny Carson, he'd trip over the first step and he would, he would read these things. Oh well. I get off, off message a, a, a lot with, uh, with, with, with three, three, three churches. And, and luckily I don't watch YouTube so I don't see how poorly it comes, it comes across. When we trust the master inventor to create something new from the explosions that disrupt our lives, personal growth can take place. You've all grown spiritually. You may not be aware of it, but you've all grown spiritually. All of you. There's not one exception in here. Now, how much you grew, I don't, I don't know that. 
but I know you all have grown spiritually. You've demonstrated it since, since uh, the end of October. And you're to be congratulated on that. And this might be the last time I congratulate you. Because next week if you come in and you're sitting in the same seats. Okay? I'm going to tell the other people to get here. I'm going to let them leave Beaverdale early. The Sydney people, please hold your seats for a while. Let the Beaverdale and the Dunlow people leave. Let them come here and take up the seats. Then you'll have to find a new seat. You'll have to find a new seat. And then we go out back to the pavilion and have our covered dish, covered dish dinner and celebrate our new, new beginning. If you want to ride a horse, you're certainly welcome to ride a horse. It's, a, it's the uh, circuit rider's service. That's what they used to do back in, back in those days. Maybe not these three churches, but that's what they used to do back in those days. So let us pray. May we have learned how in our lives to handle adversity that comes up in our lives. Jesus has told us to be prepared because adversity will come into our lives. Let us be prepared for those times. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our hymn of atonement, How Great Thou Art.
May you leave here today being full of excitement and joy as we start our new journey in the Sidman Methodist Church. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, go and earn your day. Let us bring our time of worship to a close by singing the last verse of our hymn, uh, our hymn of atonement, How Great Thou Art. Children enthusiastically said, Amen. Amen.